Welcome back to the penalty flag. I'm Chris. And I'm Tony. And Tony, I know we say this all the time and about how crazy this NFL season was, but I think this week might take the cake as the strangest week I think I've ever seen in football. I've been watching football for a while. This is the strangest week I have ever seen. Strange. I can't imagine what the playoffs are going to be. I really can't. <laughs> I can't imagine who's the, what the playoffs are going to be like because I don't even know who's going to be in the playoffs. I mean, it's like, it's crazy because it's crazy if you're like a sports better. I'll say this. Like, this <laughs> is a worst to, the worst season to get into sports betting, I think, because it's like, like, if you, like, I don't know, because my dad was the other day, he was like talking about like, I had a feeling, he was like, ah, for some reason, I have a feeling the Cowboys are going to lose the season. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I don't know. No, it's just like you never know with with this with the season. It's just crazy. Well, I gotta stop saying when I was thinking about this, when I predict the stuff, I go, Oh, we don't have to talk about this. They're obviously gonna win. I said that with the Bills and the Jaguars last week, and they Jaguars beat the Bills. We'll talk about it later, but you, I can't even i I'm not gonna say that anymore. I can't say no, this can't. is an easy win. We can't. We can't. We gotta we gotta make a pact. We gotta say, no, <laughs> so we, we we can't we can't do that no more because this week was crazy. So Chris, have talk. Let's get into this crazy week. So the first game of on our slate, Raiders sixteen, Giants twenty three. This is one of the big shockers this week. The Giants they came off of a you know a hard fought loss, a game that they probably could have won if a couple of things went the way. Um, they come out against a really tough Raiders team who is still going through controversy with uh, old Damon Arnett, or who got released yesterday, actually. And, of course, Henry Ruggs and John Gruden. This team is just in shambles right now. Mm. The Giants beat them, which is just is nuts. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward, because I wonder, this also shocked me, too. And I know the Giants are a decent team. Uh, I know that their O-line can be shaky sometimes but i think that their run game is pretty good even without saquon uh, i think daniel jones is i think he's underrated just a little bit um but i had no idea that they were going to just come out and beat the raiders outright like this i i have to i have to i don't want to put excuses but i feel like the raiders had such a media circus this week that it might have distracted them this week and maybe that's what happened it will be interesting what happens next week when they kind of say all right let's this is a slap in the face we got to get focused we can't worry about what the media is doing uh, or if this is actually just a sign to come, maybe we were all talking about what happens when Gruden leaves uh, and how they're, oh, they're doing better without Gruden. Maybe this is where, you know, maybe his game plan started, you know, Gruden didn't game plan this thing and maybe he was game planning the other ones and, you know, this might have been, you know, it caught up to them. We we have to see what happens going forward, but this is a shocker for sure. Yeah, I, I you know, as far as the Giants go, I think this is a team similar to last year where they got better, like their defense really is what I'm talking about. Their defense got better as the season went like along, and we're I think we're starting to see that. You hold the Raiders and Derek Carr, who is playing probably one of the be- his best seasons since 2016. Um, mm-hmm. you hold this team to 16 points. You know that's that's a really that's an accomplishment right there. It's a good step in the right direction. With how this season's going, of course the NFC is going to the NFC East is locked up by the Cowboys, but we don't know. It's, it's we just crossed the halfway point. Anything can happen, really. But I, of course, I think the Cowboys are going to win the division. But no, right. we never know. 
Yeah, I mean, you never know. Again, as we were talking about before in this episode, you have no idea what's going to happen this season. Especially now, we're going to get in the next game. The Saints came out for a pretty big win last week against the Bucks. They sh- they shocked Brady in the pick six to get the, you know, at the end of the game. They, they, they embarrassed him. Really, they embarrassed him. Uh, but the Falcons came in, and one at the very last second, Falcons came in. They didn't Falcon this game, and they beat the Saints 27-25. to This was a really good win for the Falcons, who were... Surprisingly, four and four. This is a team that a lot of people thought, you know, is in the middle of re. Well, they're kind of they're still rebuilding, but they still have their old. You know, their Matt Ryan isn't old, but you know, he's of course been their quarterback for 13, 14 years. You know, so they're trying to rebuild, but they're keeping Matt Ryan. You know, so I guess they're waiting for a quarterback in a year mm-hmm. or two. Um, it's it's weird with the Falcons, but this is a team that nobody predicted was going to be good this year. They come out and they're they're four and four and they come out and beat a very good Saints team. Or rather I should say very inconsistent Saints team. Mm. Um who decides to show up one week and not show up. And this is the one of the weeks that they did not show up. Well, uh, we were talking last week too. You had said, you know, with the Saints, their quarterback went down, who's kind of the dark horse of the NFC to kind of take their place. And I had said that Panthers could have been. Um, with Lou Caffrey, we'll talk about that later, but uh, I might have to take that back and say the Falcons are going to be that dark horse. They're going to take the Saints' spot. I think I don't. I think the Bucks are winning that division, but I think the wild card race. I mean, the Falcons are in it right now. They have that wild card spot right now. There's nothing. There's nothing that's going to tell me they're not going to keep it. I think the Falcons are a good enough team that they can make the wild cards here. I think they yeah. might be that dark horse that's going to take the Saints' spot. I, this team still has a lot of flaws, Chris. Their their defense is still. Is not that good. Of course, they ha- they do have Arthur Smith, who has proven to be a uh, an upgrade over Dan Quinn by far. Um, but they still are missing some pieces. I mean, Calvin Ridley, he's out. You know, he's taking time away from football. Um, Mike Davis is their running back has been pretty underwhelming so far. Uh, Cordell Patterson's been one of the price spots as well as Kyle Pitts. But you don't la- you don't have now that Calvin Ridley's going, you don't really have that true number one receiver. You know, a guy who's can step up unless OBJ wants to go to the Falcons, which I doubt is going to happen. No, doubtful. So it's you know, this team has flaws. I don't know if they're going to be there at the end of the season, but it's a step in the right direction for the rebuild process. I would say for sure. So, Chris, this game. <laughs> Speaking of rebuild process, <laughs> Josh Allen on Josh Allen crime here. Jaguars beat the Bills nine to six. And I, I'm 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 watching Red Zone and you know paying attention to all the games and everything. I'm like, Bills, what are you doing? Like you did this last week with the Dolphins. Like stop playing with your food. You know you should be cooking this team. And they ended up losing the game. They went to the Red Zone on their first possession and never went back. And as as explosive as this offense is, going against the Jaguars is just inexcusable. You're playing the Jaguars. Urban Meyer is the head coach, the guy who halfway, you know, in the midway point of the season, you know, at, not the midway point, the quarter part of the, of the season, you know, week four, week five, he was saying every week is like playing Alabama. In the NFL, Urban Meyer, that same coach, the same guy that was grinding on someone who wasn't his wife at the party. This is the head coach that just beats you, Bills. All right? Like, you're supposed to be the top team in the AFC, and the Jaguars come in and they hold you to six points, and they beat you by nine. Like... <laughs> not by nine, but they beat you by three, but they beat you with nine points. Bills, you got to watch out. I mean, the, you, 
you were held to three points all of the first half against the, the Dolphins, and then you came out and you you scored a couple touchdowns in the fourth in the fourth quarter, and you ended up winning that game. Good for you. And then you come in against the Jaguars, and you can only put up six points against the Jaguars, the team that like is, you know, two and you know whatever the record is, and two being that you, you know, now you're the two in that record. You got to watch out if you're the Bills because we're going to talk about this later, but. The Pats are coming quick, and they could oh, steal yeah. that division spot. Like, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no question. The Bills are getting cold, and the Pats are getting on fire. So I would be hella scared if I was the Bills. In this this league, I, I want to say this: a couple of things. This league is all about momentum. If you got momentum going into the playoffs, you know there's a thing as peaking too early, but it never this season is just crazy. Like you know, it's so unpredictable. So really, anything that can go. But I will say this about the Bills. Last comment on it. Bills, your play calling and your offensive line are so is have was just so abhorrently bad this game. Like I have legitimate questions. As far as the play calling goes, he ran the ball twelve times. Kept trying to pass, 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 pass. And Devin Singletary who is a really talented running back. You know, he can be a He's really good, good a dual threat, you know. They don't give him the ball. Like, I think if you're the Bills, when it gets cold, you're not going to be able to throw the ball like this. You know, of course, they play in the cold in Buffalo. But still, it's still really hard to throw, even if you play in it. Um, in you, also, you, also have to, you also have to set up those throws, too. You can't be yeah. thrown on first and ten seconds, and you got to at least run, maybe get four yards, six yards, three yards, whatever, and set up a little short pass to get the first down. Like, it's, yeah. It's concerning if I'm the Bills. And, you know, they got to shape up this offensive line, too. It's, it was a work in progress going into the season, and it looked really bad against a defensive front that outside of Josh Allen is not, you know, that – Great. Also, so, one player, one player. If you're a good team, one player should not shut down your entire team. If oh, you're yeah. a good team, that one player can't do that. I don't care if it's Aaron Donald. If you're like the, if you're okay, so let's say, you know, if you're the Patriots, the O and seven, the O seven team where they were undefeated. Let's just say like one of a really good team. Um, and you have you're going up against Aaron Donald. That player is not going to shut your team down. You're going to be able to overcome that guy. So if you're the Bills, you can't let Josh Allen shut you down like that. Because there's going to be other teams you're going to play in the playoffs that have more Josh Allens on their team. And that's why they're a better team. And so now you're going to have those guys shut your offense down too? Like, you have to overcome that guy. Yeah. It, it, bad loss for the Bills. Yeah, real bad loss. So, this was also another shocker. Browns pummeled the Bengals. <laughs> uh, 41-16. Nick Chubb ran absolutely wild. He's actually going to be out, I believe, this week because he tested positive for COVID. Yeah, that's um, right. We're going to see a lot more of Dearness Johnson. Um, I don't, I don't know if Kareem Hunt's coming back from injury, but point no. aside, this team absolutely beat a Bengals team that a lot of people are were high on going into this game, and we have to reevaluate the Bengals after this because the Browns ran all over their defense. So it was a it was a very surprising loss. I thought it was going to be a really competitive game. This is the same Bengals team too. A couple of weeks ago, that we put a graphic on there. We said, you know, I think we said either King of the North or something. Um, He's on top. Yeah, something like they were on top. 
the Bengals were on top. They were the number one seed in the AFC. And now they're out of the playoffs. They're not even a wild card team right now. They're in they're not even like they're in the hunt, but they're like three spaces back too. The same team that was at the top of the, the conference before. Like this is as much as this is a great Browns victory, hand it to the Browns. They did an amazing job. As a Pats fan, I'm so scared about playing the Browns next week. Uh or this week. But you know, on the other side of the coin too, what an epic collapse by the Bengals. This was your year to go back to the playoffs. You haven't been to the playoffs since 2015. Like this was your year to prove yourself, and they're collapsing. You know, we we can't you know push the red panic button just yet on the Bengals because it is a week to week league. We've seen that with this week, mm-hmm. but it's concerning because you know you can't just let Nick Chubb run all over you and Baker Mayfield who. I struggled this year, part of that due, in, due to injury. Other part of that is very average play. Torch the Bengals. Torch them. Torch. And it's, it's very, it's, you know, week to week, but still not a good, not a good game for the Bengals. All no, right. Good win by the Browns, though. So this yeah. was, this was probably the most shocking game. Well, not the most shocking. This was one of, there's three shocking games that came up. The Bills was shocking. The Rams, we'll talk about that later. But this was one of the games that just shocked me the most. Broncos beat the Cowboys 30-16. to 30-16. to 16. The same Broncos team that just got rid of Von Miller. And the oh, same really Cowboys is, team that just got Dak back. Really Dak is back. Nothing. Yeah. You yeah. want to be honest, 30 nothing Because they yeah, scored two, nothing. Garbage, two garbage times touchdown. I'm not going to count that. They got their butts whooped, Cowboys. I don't even... I don't but, even know where to start but, with this. I, I don't I, even I don't know where to either. start with this. <laughs> I mean, it's just this team has one of the best receiving cores in the league, if not the best. I say that every week about the Cowboys, and as many, it's it pains me to say it because you're going to see all the bandwagons come out this year and be like, or so far this year, be like, oh yeah, see the Cowboys, like Cowboys this, Cowboys that. I'm like, and you look at this game and. You're probably gonna hear them go quiet because <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like you got beat by the Broncos. In all honesty, they're not that good of a team. They're not. Yeah, but oh. it's it, their defense is good. Don't get me wrong. Their defense is outstanding, even with their linebacking core being depleted. This was just a really good statement win for the Broncos. Yeah, this was. I'm I'm speechless with this game because it was against everything that my gut was telling me. Like, oh, the Broncos, they started off 3-0, and but that was because they're, you know, the combined records of the other team were 0-9. Like, this was the same team. And then when they started playing competition, they started losing. And everyone's like, yep, this is what we see. This was a fake. They were fake, undefeated. I don't even know what to say about this. Like, everything that has been said has already been said about this. It's, it's shocking, really. I don't even know what to say. Cowboys, I would be extremely disappointed. This is probably a fluke. This is most likely probably a fluke. Most likely, um, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Um, well, this game. Yeah. Boy, this game. Chiefs, you got, you guys got lucky. You guys, I'm going to just say it. You guys got lucky that you didn't have Aaron Rodgers. You should have beat this team by a lot more. Period. Oh, yeah. You, the also, fact that you only beat that the Packers by 13-7. to 7, Patrick Mahomes had his lowest, pat, like, his lowest amount of passing yards in his career. His yards per attempt is down. Travis Kelsey had a very average game. Tyreek Hill also had a very average game. Chiefs team beat the Packers a lot more. But he didn't. That I don't know if that validates the Packers even more or 
this validates if that's even a word. Uh, the Chiefs even more because the Packers they held without their top, you know, their top player in Aaron Rodgers. They held this team to 13 points. Their defense did. So props to them. But you know, it's it's a weird game. Really. If I'm if I'm a Packers fan. And we had this, as a Patriots fan, we had this, what's life going to be like without Tom Brady? Well, the Packers are thinking the same thing. What's life going to be like without Aaron Rodgers? Um, and I saw that game. When I was watching that game, I'm scared. If I'm a Packers fan, I'm really scared because Jordan Love is not it. I know he. I know it was his first real start. It was his first real prove-it game. But he's had an entire year to sit behind. You know, he had an entire redshirt year. He was the first overall, not first, but he was the first-round pick for the Packers that year. Um, and Aaron Rodgers is thinking about leaving after the season, maybe, you know, this season or next. And that's your guy? Like, that's the guy. The Chiefs' defense can't stop anything. The Chiefs' defense is one of the worst in the leagues, if not the worst in the league. And Love can only put up seven points? If I'm a Packers fan, I am so scared. I'm not going I'm, to... I'm not pulling that panic button on Jordan Love. Not doing it. It's... He's still a baby. Even if... Even if he really played a year. He didn't even play a year. Yeah, but he got to Earth sit behind for a year. It it's different. It's different. It's you can sit behind. I I believe Aaron Rodgers when he when he started in place of Brett Favre's first year, he went six and ten. The people were like, oh well, you know, he showed promise that that year, you know. But that was a full season where you got to actually gauge him. We can't gauge Jordan Love off of one game, and he played an Arrowhead. Which is still, despite the Chiefs' lackluster season, a very tough place to play in your first start. I'm going to give him a pass. Just okay. like I'm doing any other rookie quarterbacks for now. But when he gets that full, yeah, you know, when he gets that full season under his belt, then we can start to more accurately gauge it, in my opinion. I'm, I'm putting myself in the shoes of Packers fans. I would be scared. Like, let's say Aaron Rodgers leaves and Love is my quarterback and this is what he puts up, this is what he does, I'd be scared. Um, I felt the same way about Stidham last year when he was starting against the Chiefs. No, he didn't start, but when he came in against the Chiefs when um, Hoyer was blowing it, I was scared for Stidham as my quarterback, and I'm happy that Max here. But um, next game, this is the most shocking game I have ever seen in my entire life. Everything pointed to just... So Titans are without... Derrick Henry. Rams just got Von Miller. He didn't start, but they just got Von Miller. They had a great defense. They got Aaron, Rod Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They got like an MVP candidate. Titans, 28, Rams, 16. In LA, I, I don't even know where to begin with this one. I, I have no idea. Well, the Titans beat one of the top... Well, people... Some people consider the Rams the top teams in the NFL. Um, the Rams lost to the Titans without... Basically, their offense, who is Derrick Henry. Yeah. You know, and I said this about the Titans' offense. And of course, they got Adrian Peterson, and I think they have um, Foreman and then McNichols. That's their, that's their trio. I'm going for it. And they still beat the Rams. So we're going to see, I think, a lot more dependency on the passing game going, going forward. This team still rushed for over 100 yards and still has the top spot, but that's not going to last long with an Asian, Adrian Peterson and then um, yeah. two young guys in Foreman and uh, McNichols. But still, the, if I'm a Titans fan, I, I'm, I'm crowning the Titans top team in AFC. If you could do that to the Rams, your defense can hold that team to 16 points. You're the top team in the AFC. 
who's the other guy, who's the other guys we were talking about the bills they just lost to the jaguars and the titans just smoked the rams i think the conversation is pretty clear i think the titans are the top team in the afc and it it scares me it, they scare me because i thought they were done i thought they were totally out i thought the afc south was wide open i thought you know derrick henry goes down there goes their season maybe he'll be back for the playoffs and they'll play in the wild card and maybe they can get a chance no i think they can Take care of themselves, let Derrick Henry. And that scares me because this Titans team is strong and they are powerful. Yeah, it's, it's a scary offense, especially when Julio, I, I'm, I'm still waiting for that game where maybe Julio's past his prime, you know, but of course, like the guy, you know, in him over the years, just absolutely dominate teams going for almost 300 yards in a game once. Like, I feel the guy has the ability to do that still, even though he's aging. I'm still waiting for that 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 game where it's just like, oh, boy. And, and A.J. Brown? It's going to come. It's going to come. It might come next week. The Titans play the Saints, so it might come that week, too. So, we'll see. All right, Chris, um, we're going on to four quarters, man. We got we to dive into this one. We got to dive into this. You got a lot topics. to talk about. Juicy oh, yeah. topics. Yeah, so now it's time for the four quarters. The four quarters is the official debate section of this podcast, and here's how it works. So each quarter, we're going to debate a controversial topic from this week of the NFL season. This week, Tony and I will be each, give, each be given one challenge flag. If we hear something that is absolutely god-awful, a hot take, we can throw that flag down and take over instantly to shut that take down. The other person can then have the floor after the dispute to fight back against the flag. Keep in mind, we only have one flag, so once that flag is thrown, we can't throw another one, so use it wisely. Let's get right into it. Here's the first topic for this week. Um, we should do a little pregame, a little quick one. Uh, it's on everyone's mind. We're recording this on Tuesday, so there may be some news uh, tomorrow on Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, OBJ is a free agent now. Uh, he can sign with any team. Um, what are your thoughts, Tony? Um, I think, well, from what I've... You know, the news that came out today, his preferred choice is the Green Bay Packers. If that happens, if that happens, that you, you might, I mean, I think the Packers are the NFC favorites by far, and it's not even close. But OBJ outside, along with Devontae Adams, along with Randall Cobb inside, who's going to stop that offense? And you got two really good running backs. You don't, Robert Tanya, you know, he's having a down year compared to a lot his last year but still this this receipt this core that's a dangerous core and, and, a, and it goes to the packers as well and a defense that held the chiefs at 13 points yeah. so there you go i mean the chiefs are having it down here but it's still the chiefs it's still pat mahomes um and i was chris he can yeah. go he's also thinking about going to your patriots isn't he yeah yeah so there was some talk um besides the packers there was some talk amongst OBJ's teams that I was getting word today that he was talking to the Saints. He was talking to um, what was the other team? It was the Saints, the Patriots, and there was another team. I'm forgetting. Uh, I, I want to say it was the 49ers, but I don't think it was. Um, but okay, so he was uh, talking about Patriots. Um, I was getting word today that he was talking to the Patriots a lot more than thought he was talking to the Patriots. So it would make sense to me. I mean, if you're OBJ, you're trying to chase a ring. Maybe go to the, you know, maybe go to the Packers this year. Um, but if you're trying to, you know, in the long run, I think the best, smartest choice for him would be go to the Patriots. You get a young quarterback. All the Patriots need is a wide receiver and one cornerback that's going to lock down anybody. It couldn't be Stephon Gilmore because he was 
you know, 31 years old, he was asking for a big price tag. Um, but if you're OBJ and you're like, I just want to win for the long run, I want to get, you know, finish my career pretty good or get a good stretch of my career being pretty good. Um, go to the Patriots. You got a young Mac Jones who's powerful. You got the offense that just needs that one wide receiver. And, you know, Belichick's going to take care of the cornerback in the draft or cornerback in free agency. That's a complete team with OBJ. And they could absolutely be a playoff contending, if not Super Bowl contending team with him, especially next season when he has an entire half the season to get the chemistry going. Scary. Scary thought. Especially since the damn evil empire just ended with Tom Brady two years ago. Just, can you not resurrect from your grave, Patriots? Like, please, just, just give we have the peace. We have the seventh seed, so we're not there yet. But... <laughs> um, so this is the first question, though. So the Rams tight the Rams. So the Rams got better, and the Titans got worse. However, the Titans slammed the Rams into the turf this week. And my question is, what? <laughs> I, I, honestly, I don't have a question. I'm just shocked. I guess the question is, are we hyping up Derrick Henry's role in the offense too much? I don't think so, especially when you know the past couple of games he was averaging almost thirty uh, carries a game. Um. This team runs to Derrick Henry, absolutely runs to Derrick Henry because they, they want to give him the ball, and it's shown. Outside of week one, I think ever since then, they, they realized, like, uh, yeah, we should give this guy the ball more. And it's been working. They're 7-2. and two, And if he didn't get hurt, I'd say he, they're the favorite to, out of the AFCs to go to the Super Bowl. One of the favorites. Um, but as far as the rest of the offense goes, you know, they are definitely capable of beating other teams without him. It's just that's not their preferred way, um, of course. But uh, let's not get this twisted. Derrick Henry, best running back in the league, you know, by far. Um, McCaffrey, when he's healthy, is number two, of course. Then you can debate the rest. But, um, you know, this, this team with Derrick Henry is just scary, and it just sucks that, you know, for the rest of the year. Well, it's surprising to me, too, because Derrick Henry with this team, there was some times that they lost to the Jets. Like, there was some times that they really were not that good. And, um, you know, the question of are we hyping up Derrick Henry's role in the offense too much, well, the reason I bring up the Jets thing is because they had all the pieces around him, even with Derrick Henry, and they still lost to the Jets. That's, uh, that's just my thing here. But now Derrick Henry's gone and they beat the Rams. Like, the Titans are such an up-and-down team, just like the Saints. They're the Saints ver- They're the AFC version of the Saints. Uh, the Titans. Oh, are. I wouldn't. Oh no! Stop that! Stop. Well, that, no. Chris. So the reason why I'm saying that is the the Titans. The Jets. The, the Titans. The Jets. Well, I'm saying that because they lost to the Jets and they're up and down. Like the first couple weeks of the season, we were saying, "Oh no, the Titans aren't good," especially with all this high power offense and stuff. And then they go out and they just beat the Rams. Like that's that's such a Saints thing to do. The Saints, you know, beat the. You know, the Saints beat the Patriots, the Saints lose to, you know, whoever, and then they go out and beat the, you know, they beat the Bucks, and then they lose to the Falcons. Like, that's such a Saints thing. That's why, that's the only comparison I have. I'm not saying that the Saints are as good as the Titans. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that their season is so up and down. Um, I would say... Losses. The Saints have three. Five and three, the, the Titans are seven and two. Now, the real, they're real... They lost... Outside of Jets, who else did they lose to? Yeah, I forget. I forget the other pr- the um, Cardinals. Was it the Cardinals? Oh yeah, the, the Cardinals week one. Okay, so week one. you know the yeah. Cardinals. That's that's one. So, that's, yeah. So well, no, but so that's uh, what I'm, all I'm trying to say is they're 
they're not as reliable as we would like them to be, especially being the top seed of the AFC. It's so wide open, even with them. Um, what I'm trying to say here is, with uh, are we hyping up Derrick Henry's role in the offense too much? I think we are, but it's not a bad thing. I think we're hyping up Derrick Henry because everyone was saying that he was the only source of that offense. Without Derrick Henry, they're nothing. Uh, well, they just proved that without Derrick Henry, they are something. They just beat the Rams. So they're they're proving that they don't need Derrick Henry to be the best team in the AFC or to be the best team in the NFL. Um, a lot of people are saying that they did need Derrick Henry. So I think that's the only thing I'm saying here is I think we are hyping it up, but I think it's not a bad thing. I think that they just showed that they can do something without him. Oh, yeah, they definitely can. But it's when it comes to the AFC Championship and getting to the Super Bowl, you got to have that it factor. And Derrick Henry was that it factor on that team. We lost him. Brian Tannehill, good quarterback, one of the you know, best quarterbacks in the AFC. But when you go up against teams like the Bills and the Ravens, and even the with how Max Jones is a fan, he's got, you know, got that little bit to him. You know, other teams in AFC, like Brian Tannehill does not scare me as much as Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. Yeah, you know, so, yeah, you know, if they I, had Derrick Henry, like that team, like I said, that team's a favorite going to the Super Bowl. But without, I him, don't. Even though when you just brought that up, even though they beat the, I don't think I can see the Titans going to the Super Bowl or winning the Super Bowl. I think if they had Derrick Henry, they could obviously do it. I'd say if they had Derrick Henry and they did this to the Rams, I'd say you know, oh my God, they're gonna go far. Um, but you're right. They need that guy that's going to be that ground and pound guy that's just going to run over your team. Um, and they don't have that anymore. And I think that's going to hurt them. I, I know Derek Henry's may come back for the playoffs, I think. So if he comes back and they make the playoffs and he's still there, I think they can be a force. But as of right now, I, I think they're good. I think they're great. I think they're the top seed, the, the top team in the AFC right now. Uh, but I don't see them, you know, going any further than AFC championship game. All right, Chris. Quarter two. So Broncos upset the Cowboys. It was just an, a massive win. Cowboys be concerned with the Giants upsetting the Raiders. Um, Cowboys still hold a three-game league in the end of cities. But are we really concerned about the Cowboys after this um, loss? Mm-hmm. I would be. I, if I'm a Cowboys fan, you still have a three-game lead. So I'm not too concerned. I wouldn't hit the panic button just yet because it's still the Giants. Uh, but the fact that the Giants just beat the Raiders who were – doing insanely good without their head coach and they were just they were blowing every you know every expectation out of the water i would be a little concerned that the giants just beat them and you know the giants could be getting saquon back pretty soon and you know with that just together with saquon they'd be incredibly dangerous uh i think if the cowboys play the giants now next week uh if they play them next week i still think the cowboys would win so i'm not like too concerned but it does raise a question mark if a Cowboys fan that we're trending in the wrong direction and they're trending in the right direction. It's the same thing with the Patriots and the Bills. Like, you'd be concerned. So I think the fact that they have a three-game lead is good, but if they start losing more games, I would be very concerned. If they go out next week and they lose next week, I would be shaking in my boots if I was a Cowboys fan. Oh, yeah. I mean, anytime you go on a losing streak, that's, that's concerning. Yeah. Of course, I mean, but you know, I, I want to. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say this was. You just got your butts whipped by the Broncos team. They were better prepared and had a better game plan for you, and then they did. Um, I, I'm not worried about the Giants at all. You have the better team. You have a better quarterback. You have the better receivers. You have, you know, you can make a case for 
speak over Saquon. I'm not going to. But you have the better team. You should beat the Giants. If you start losing all these divisional games, that's when I, like you said, basically that's when I would be concerned if I were the Cowboys. Yeah. Oh. Um, that was that was quick, but um, and there's not much to debate there. We kind of agree that yeah. not yet. Don't hit the panic button just yet. But if you start losing more games, especially divisional games, you should be worried. Another team that you know maybe should be worried. Your Ravens, uh, Tony. Should the Ravens be concerned with the Steelers' hot streak? Uh, just so you get you know the list of listeners, fans, if not paying attention to the, to the schedule, uh, in no particular order, the Ravens' next notable coming games are against the Steelers twice, the Browns twice, the Packers and the Rams. Uh, the Steelers coming up, uh, they play the Ravens twice, the Browns, the Chargers, the Chiefs, and the Titans. So they they both teams have a pretty rough schedule going up ahead. Uh, should the Ravens be concerned about Steelers' hot streak? They just won four straight. This team is not good. I'm, I'm saying that right now. Steelers are not good. They're gonna see it. They're gonna be six and three. I, I said this a couple weeks ago. They're gonna be six and three because they play the Lions this week. So mm-hmm. they're gonna be six and three uh, after this. Uh, I forget who they play after the Lions, but you know they're gonna be. Their work is gonna look good. This team has a lot of flaws. They're gonna. Don't get me wrong. They're gonna play, especially in the AFC North. They're gonna play those teams hard. And as a Ravens fan, I'm never gonna underestimate the Steelers. But I will say this: I, I am confident in saying this team is still not good. Or it's like talent. Like for one, their offensive line is new, and they barely beat Chicago Bears, which are definitely not that great of a team. You should have beat the Chicago Bears handily, mm-hmm. but they let Justin Fields um, go down the field, this defense, and score on them going by a point. They just let them. You know, they scored too early. As well as they got bailed out by a like the work. Well, I think I think next to the 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 call, the pass interference call on the Rams and the Saints game a couple years ago, one of the worst penalties I've ever seen in my life with with the with the ref. Like you know, he backed up into the guy and threw a penalty flag on him, and he threw a taunting flag on him for staring at the bench. Staring at the bench. Dude, like really, and I I believe I gave them um three points too. So you got you're getting bailed out, you know. I helped them waste more clock, you know as well. You know the Steelers team, they're also Big Ben. He's aging too. The the receiving core, you don't have Juju Smith Schuster anymore. Chase Claypool and Giante Johnson do not scare me. You don't. Um, as a Ravens fan, as bad as our secondary is, I, I'm scared of going up against any team with you know, receivers at this point. Yeah. But still, like in retrospect, like going across the AFC, those guys don't scare me. And this defense, they still got pieces, but you know, I, there's definitely a, a lot, like especially with the Ravens offense. Like this Ravens offense is so with Demar Jackson, even if you get a lead on them, this guy you can't either. When you shut down his arm, he hurts you with his legs, and vice versa. So, as far as the Steelers go, I think they're going to be there at the end. But I don't think this team is very good. Yeah, I would be concerned. I wouldn't be scared. So that's the difference. I wouldn't be hitting panic buttons. I wouldn't be scared. But I'd be looking at them i would be keeping an eye on the steelers um their wins were not that impressive they beat the broncos uh 
maybe that's impressive because the Broncos just beat the Cowboys. But so they beat the Broncos. They beat the Hurt Seahawks by three. They beat the Browns. So this was actually important. They beat the Browns. That was pretty good. Um, and then they should have lost to the Bears. So their four wins were the Broncos, the Seahawks, the Browns, and the Bears. Not entirely impressive. But when you look at the Ravens' schedule, what they've done. So they beat. So they lost to the Raiders in overtime. Um, they beat the Chiefs by one. They beat the Lions by two. They beat the Colts in overtime. Uh, they lost to the Bengals, and they beat the Vikings in overtime. So they're getting close games. I'm not trying to knock the, the Ravens, but the reason I would be concerned is because when you have coming up on your schedule, you have the Browns coming up, and they're looking like they're pretty put together. You have the Packers and the Rams. You're going to lose a couple of those games if you're the if you're the Ravens. Uh, maybe they can come and shock me, but... So when the Steelers are so hot, I would be concerned. I wouldn't be scared. I think the Ravens are still going to lock this division up. I think it's pretty clear. Um, but, you know, it's something to watch out for if you're a Ravens fan. Oh, yeah. And don't get me wrong. The AFC North, I think, I've always said this, and people have, you know, played this division down a little bit um, because it's been, oh, the NFC West is the best division in football, all, all you know, whatever, which is, mm-hmm. you know, warranted. But this this AFC North is by far the best division in football this year. Every team has five wins more, which is ridiculous. Oh my God. It's <laughs> like yeah. the Ravens, they're, they're at the top, but literally every team is behind by a game. You know? So it's like the, the division is so competitive that I don't think they can let up. I don't think any team can. But the Ravens... They play cl- the teams close as a fan. It's literally so stressful to watch. But at the end of the day, what matters most is you get the dub. And they get yep. find ways to win. They could This team could easily be a one or two win team. And I, I say this. They should really be five and three. When you think about it with the, the um, Detroit game um, in retrospect. Of course, like still, you can – we can – that's – Game was old news, but still, really, this team could be a one or two win team, and they're six and two. And the main part of that is Lamar Jackson. And I'm going to add on this: this team is not at full strength. They're six and two, and they're not at full strength. If the most guys on IR, if this team was fully healthy, I think they would be undefeated by far. Maybe yeah, if they had loss. their running backs. Maybe one yeah. loss, but yeah. 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 I mean, when you have games that are that close against some not amazing teams like the Lions, when you're that close with the Lions, that would raise some eyebrows that, of course, teams have up and down season, up and down games all the time. But, you know, I think if like, let's say, okay, so the season ended today, uh, the Ravens are playing the uh, the Patriots right now. Uh, That's going to be a close game if the season ends today. So, you know, there's no guarantees, but that's why the eyebrows are raised, because you you never know what's going to happen. in the next uh, quarter here, so this is probably the shakiest season on record, at least the stuff that I've been watching. Uh, the AFC is wide open, as you were saying, with top teams falling and bad teams rising. Is there one team in the AFC you can trust? <laughs> Just to put it simply, I can't trust really any team. Um, I want to put my trust in. If I want to put my trust in the Ravens. I want to put my trust in the Bills. Um. I want to put my trust in so many teams, but like it, the Chargers, for example, this team after before they played the Ravens, everybody's like the Chargers, one of the probably one of the best teams in the AFC, and they go on a two-game losing streak, 
And now they just barely it took you know they took them the whole whole game to beat the Eagles, which are not in retrospect, like I said, not a really good team. Um, so like I can't trust the Chargers. I can't trust the Ravens. Also, because you know, as a fan, like eventually, like playing teams these close, it's you know you're finding ways to win, but still. Anything could happen, you know. And when you're in the playoffs, like literally, all it takes is one mistake, then you're out. Like, mm-hmm. there's that. The Titans, they are lost their t- their, or you know, like the way they run their offense with Derrick Henry. The Bills, you just lost to the damn Jaguars, like, and you played the Dolphins close for almost the entirety of that game. Like, this it's your worst team. You're NFL. not supposed to. You're not supposed to do that if you're the Bills. And people were saying the Bills are going to come out of the AFC as a, you know, the champions of the AFC before the season started. I don't know that now. You know, I don't really know with mm-hmm. any of these teams. My answer yeah. to that question is, yeah, I mean, I guess the only team really I can trust right now, honestly, and is is probably the Ravens, uh, just because of Lamar Jackson's X factor and the fact that Lamar Jackson is always going to be running, and the fact that Lamar Jackson is always going to find ways to win games. Uh, you know. If this, if everyone's, if everyone's covered in the in the in the backfield or the outfield, um, and he's running out, you know, running around, and he's gonna, someone's gonna get open eventually with the speed that he's got. Um, I mean, that's kind of the only team I can trust, just because their their dynamic hasn't changed. Like the way they run their offense hasn't changed this year at all. Um, uh, you know, the, the Chargers are another team that their offense hasn't really changed that much. Uh, but the Titans, they've changed. The Chiefs, they've changed. I don't really see a team you know i'd say maybe you know the pats you might be able to trust but that even they were losing some games in the beginning of the season and they're just starting to get their role now and it's november like that's concerning that they're just getting the role now so it's it's really hard i would say you know before before last before this you know last week i'd say the bills are probably the team that you'd trust but they just lost the jaguars i'd say right now i probably trust the ravens until they tell me a reason not to just because at the end of the day they're still winning the close games so they're still winning, um, but other than that, I mean, maybe the Titans, but they just lost Derrick Henry, so you never know what's going to happen next week. They cover all the receivers, and what are you going to do? Run? Like, yeah, no. it's it's really it's an interesting division this year because the NFC. I mean, the NFC is kind of you know it's got its it's got some teams too that you can make a case for, but you can trust those NFC teams. You cannot trust. Any of these AFC teams right now in this present moment, um, could they, you know, later on down the line, each team, you know, actually start, you know, consistently win the games that they should and, you know, playing better? Yes. But right now at this present moment, absolutely not. Especially, especially the Bills. I know we're kind of harping on the Bills. I want to say this, Bills fans, your team's going to get it together by the, you know, you're probably going to go to one drink right after this as well. Um, you're gonna get it together. It's just as much as we, as much as a high pedestal we hold the Bills up to, you can't be losing. No, especially not to teams like the Jaguars. No. Um, speaking of the Bills, uh, the Bills lost against the Jaguars, as we've said many times this episode, uh, and they were held to three points for the first half against the Dolphins. Uh, but a team in second place, the Patriots, are coming fast with their division. They've won the last three games in very old-school Belichickian fashion. They are at the same amount of wins as the Bills, and they are .5, they're half a game away from taking the lead. Uh, 
Could the Pats win the AFC East? Absolutely. I mean, we've seen it after like this week. It's a this week season is weird. Anything I'm I'm not ruling out anything. I'm not even ruling out the Giants coming back to win the NFC East. Of course, it's a little bit exaggerated, but still. <laughs> no, like, you can't rule it out though. You're true. You're right like, though. You can't rule it out. Like as crazy, the only reason I say it is just because as crazy as the season is. With the Patriots and the Bills, now the Patriots are on the Bills' butt, so they know that they can't slip up or they're going to lose a division lead, especially with the divisional games coming up with the Patriots and the Bills. Those are gonna, that's going to be some watch, especially with both defenses. That's going to be a slugfest with both of those defenses. Buffalo, top defense in the league. Patriots, one of the top defenses in the league. It's it's going to be really interesting when you guys play those games. Um, but as far as like the Patriots, what I think is going to happen, I think the Patriots are going to get one of the wild card slots, but the Bills are going to end up getting in the AFC East crown. But I'm not going to rule it out. Not going to rule it out. I'm I'm going to put my you know my prediction in right now. Uh, this is week nine. Uh, we're going to be talking. We're going to week ten. I think the Pats are going to win the AFC East this year, um, and that's not just because. Like, I think, you know, that they're hot and the Bills cold. I think the Bills are going to get hot again. Uh, but you look at the games coming up. So the Pats are going to get uh, something off their, you know, they're going to get a break next week if Chubb is out. Um, so, they, you know, let's say they beat the Browns. Uh, then they play the Titans. And let's say they end up winning against the Titans. So now they just beat the tiebreaker in going against the Bills. I don't know how they're going to do with the division stuff because the Bills did beat the Dolphins and we lost the Dolphins. But at the end of the day, you know, the Pats are right up on their, you know, right up on their butt. And um, the thing that's surprising me too about the, Patri- the Patriots too is their defense was so bad. So bad against the Texans. They were so bad against the Cowboys. They were so bad against, you know, any team really. And then, you know, right after the win against the, t- the Jets, the Jets is kind of when they started to get their act together. They shut down Herbert to his worst career game, a second worst career game in his, you know, career, obviously. Um, and then they go up against the Panthers. I know it's the Panthers. I know it's Sam Darnold. But they held Christian McCaffrey really much in check for that entire game. He was getting stuffed at the line a lot. Um, and, you know, they, they held him to six points. They didn't even need that touchdown with J.C. Jackson's touchdown. They didn't even need that. So I think the Pats are playing like the Pats of old. And, and I know they don't have Brady, but they got Mac Jones who's doing – kind of Brady-like things, at least keeping the game in, in check. So, you know, with Belichick is showing that he can still coach a team and can still win games, it, it's, I, I'd say it's, the, you know, the Pats can win this AFC East, and I'm going to put it in. I think the Pats are going to win the AFC East. I said this a couple weeks ago when you guys played the Cowboys. I said, as long as Belichick's your head coach, I'm not going to rule out, like, the defense playing well, like, at all. I mm-hmm. said they have the potential, this defense would, Partly because they're head coach, and two because you guys got some pieces on that defense. I'm not going to rule out this defense playing shutdown ball, and they're starting to do it now. And that is scary, especially if you're a Bills fan. With how the Bills' offense is structured, they want to pass the ball. If the way the secondary has been playing, if they play like that against the Bills, the Bills are going to be in trouble because they do not run the ball. They don't run it well when they do. So it's that's that's a bad matchup right now in this present point point in time. But still, 
anything can happen with this division. I'm not going to rule out the Patriots winning this division. I just don't think. Yeah, I think if the Pats played the Bills next week, I think the Pats would win. I agree. I would pick the yeah. Patriots. Well, speaking of predicting games, uh, we've come to that point in the show where we're going to be talking about the week that's going to be. Uh, so each, me and Tony, are going to give each other games, and we're going to give our quick little thoughts and our predictions about each game. Uh, Tony can have the <laughs> have, have the floor. The floor. Have well, the floor. Thank you, kind sir. Thank you, kind sir. So, all right, Chris. So first game up on the slate. Not that interested of a Thursday night game, but who knows? Ravens, Dolphins, who you got this week? Well, I was going to do my old little line about uh, it's always, we don't even have to talk about it. The Ravens are going to crush the Dolphins. Uh, well, we can't say that because I said the Bills are going to crush the Jaguars. Um, so I think, I do think that the Ravens are going to crush the Dolphins, um, but you can never rule it out. But with the way that the Dolphins are playing, they they just can't finish. They they could They had the Bills a couple weeks ago, but they just can't finish. They let up a bunch of scores in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Ravens are too dynamic. They can run around the. They can run around the field. Lamar Jackson can throw and run. He's, I said it. Yep, he's a good quarterback. Um, I think oh, the Ravens win this. Wow, he said it. Yeah. Oh my god. I said it. I said it before too. I just said he's not top five. But yeah, okay. He can. He can. He can beat the Dolphins. That's not a big. That's not a big ask for uh, Lamar Jackson. All right. Who you got in the Bills and Jets? Um. Wow. Okay. So I was going to say the Bills. I still am going to say the Bills, but the way that they're playing against bad teams and the way that their offense just can't get anything going. And the fact that the Jets are kind of getting a little hot, they lost to the Colts, but I wonder if that was because their quarterback went down and so they had their backup come in. Um, The Jets beat the Bengals with Mike White. That was the star, the shocker of that week. Um, they came in pretty good against the Colts too. Like they were, they were neck and neck with the Colts until Mike White went down. Depending on what happens with this offense, if Mike White end up ends up coming back or Zach Wilson comes back, I think the Jets are still going to be the Jets and they're going to lose. But the Jets have a real possibility of causing some problems for the Bills. I think the Bills are going to win, but if they can't get their offense fixed, it's going to be a dogfight. I don't have picked the Jets. But You're going to pick the Jets. Are you picking the Jets? The only reason why is because the Bills are at MetLife. And the Jets' oh. two wins that came are, are at home, and they're against two really good teams. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not going to argue that, though. I still pick the, the Bills. Yeah, I would pick – if you're betting, I'd pick the Bills, but there's don't count out the Jets because they can be pretty good. And this Boy. is from – yeah, they can be pretty good. All right. Dags, Colts, who you got, Chris? Um, this is a pretty tough one. I'm going to say the Colts just because they're at home. But the Jaguars showed that Josh Allen can get, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, that he can cause some problems for the quarterback. I think the Colts are too good of a team. I think they got uh, – their running back is crushing it right now. He's getting right in the groove. Guy's absurd. He's absurd. He is showing that he can be the top rusher of the NFL, especially with Derrick Henry going down. This guy is going to be legit. This guy is. And and they got a wide receiver coming out of nowhere, number 11. He's coming out of nowhere. I forget his name. I'm just going by his number. But Perriman, yeah. So he's coming out of nowhere too. So I think the Colts are going to take this against the Jaguars, even though the Jaguars just had a big statement win against the Bills. All right, Chris, your game, Patriots, Browns, one of the games of the week, I would say. Who you got? Yeah. 
game of the week too. I, I'm a little concerned because the Browns did just like stiff arm the Bengals last week. Uh, but they are going to be without Nick Chubb possibly. And they only have, at, at least as of right now, they only have one healthy running back. So you're going to have to pass. Um, they did a pretty good job passing against the Bengals, but with this Belichick defense that is shutting down the pass, especially with <laughs> Jalen Mills as your number two cornerback, like it, th- this should not happen. It On paper, it shouldn't happen, but it is happening. And J.C. Jackson is shutting down wide receivers quietly. Very quietly, this defense is coming to be one of the top five defenses in the league. I think this is going to be a Patriots win at home. They don't really win at home this year, uh, but I think the fans know, and I think the, the Patriots know, that the next stretch of games are must-wins if they're going to win the division. So I think this is going to go to the Patriots. I agree. I'm picking the Patriots in this. It's not by much, though. Browns, yeah. if, they, if they get Nick, if Nick Chubb, you know, because he's vaccinated, so he might be – his status is a little bit, you know, better, like not so up in the air, let's say. But mm-hmm. I, I can't go against Patriots right now. Um, Panthers, Cardinals. This is, I'm going to do it. I'm going to break my rule. This is really an easy Cardinals win. The Panthers looked abysmal last week. Josh Allen threw for three picks. He was seeing ghosts last week. The Cardinals, they just won with Colton McCoy as their quarterback. They just won with James Conner as their running back. They didn't even, I don't even think, did they have D-Hop? I don't even think they had D-Hop last week. They did not. So they can win without them. So I think they can do a pretty good job of handling the Panthers. Seahawks, Packers, I think, for me, this is good. I want to pick the. I want to pick because Russ is back this week. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm picking the Seahawks in this game for my upset pick of the week. Um, if it's Aaron Rodgers, it's going to be a lot closer. But I think it's an interesting game. Seahawks back. It'll it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. If Beckham goes to the Packers and Aaron comes back, and you know they have a complete offense with. I don't even think OBJ would play, but if he does, like, this is pretty clear that this is going to be a Packers win, but it's going to be close. It's not even going to be clear. It's going to be pretty close. I think with Russ coming back too, you know, it's really this is an up-in-the-air game. I'm going to pick the Packers just because they're more powerful, and to me they, you know, seem like they can get their act together. They beat the Cardinals without their, you know, top wide receivers. They had no one. Um so I think with Aaron Rodgers, anything is possible, but also with Russell Wilson, anything is possible. So this is my game of the week. Um, I'm going to pick the Packers. Oh. Chris, what do you got? Yeah. Chiefs, Raiders. This is the disappointing season. This is the disappointing game of the season. Both of these teams are, you know, the Raiders had a stretch, but they just lost to the Giants. The Chiefs are the Chiefs. I'm going to pick the Raiders for this one. I'm going to pick the Raiders at home against the Chiefs. I think the Raiders are going to win. I think the Raiders are going to bounce back after that loss against the Giants. Uh, and the Chiefs, even though they won last week, <laughs> they're showing the same team week in and week out. It's not like they're going to fix it. If they were going to fix it, they would have fixed it by now. Uh, the Chiefs are just not a good team this year. The Raiders are good, so the Raiders are going to win. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%. Sorry, Chiefs fans. It's not. It's just, it's just not your year. All right, Chris. All right, I got some games for you, Tony. So right. we got the Saints against the Titans. Titans. I, I, Saints are just too inconsistent for me. And that Titans win, that was very, very good win last week against the Rams. They're one of the best teams in the NFL. And I think the Saints, um, they're going to play them hard, but the Titans are going to win it. Lions versus the Steelers. 
All right, Steelers, I hate you so much. I want to pick the Lions. Like, no, you just this is out of spite. No, 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 just out of spite. Yeah, the Lions. You know, we all know what the Lions. They're you know, I think they. I think they lost their last um last week too, and they were on a bye. No, <laughs> but no, sorry, Lions fans, but really, um, Steelers, um, they're gonna, they're, the Lions are gonna play Steelers hard, um, like like the last game that we were just talking about, but at the end of the day, this Lions team, this offense is just very with Jerry Goff, it's very, very blah. You know, it's just like, especially going up against the Steelers defense, it's not a good matchup. So I'm picking Steelers. I think the Lions have a legit shot of going to be the first 0-17 team in the oh, league yeah. history. Um, Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Oh, oh gosh, not not besides Saints and Titans, like not a good game. Any good games on my side? Yours, I'm a little jealous. But hey, we tried to split it up, but you said no. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, Buccaneers, Washington. I'm picking Bucks in this one. Washington's defense, like I said, it's one of the biggest letdowns this season. Picked them in fantasy. It completely screwed me over on, on the defensive side. Um, they're not going to be able to get, cover this wide receiver core at all. Um, that one-two punch, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, Ronnie Bernard, I think he's hurt, but oh, coming out of the backfield, catching the ball on third down. This offense just is a bad matchup for this Washington defense. So, Bucks, Especially if AB comes back. Absolutely. Um, Falcons versus the Cowboys. This was the choke game last year. Falcons and Cowboys. Now, remember the Falcons? They choked that. It was a fifteen-point lead out of five minutes last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Falcons. That was a good win against the Saints. Um, I don't think that they're gonna come out on top against the Cowboys this week. I think the Cowboys bounce back, but boy, would that be something to see if. Falcons redeem themselves after last year. And not to mention, Cowboys, their defensive coordinator, is the former Falcons head coach. So maybe a little bit a little bit of a rivalry there. But I'm going to pick the Cowboys in this one. I think this is going to be one of those games that the Falcons end up going up again. Like, it's going to be like they're going to go up 15 points and they're going to blow it again. I really, it just has that feeling. I feel like the Falcons are going to come out strong and then fail. Um, Vikings versus the Chargers. Oh, boy. Vikings, Vikings, Vikings. Vikings, Vikings. That was that was something last or on Sunday against the. You choked a fourteen point lead in the first uh, first half, and you went about fourteen again. Start the uh, second half, and it's not been one game. It's been like that all season. Literally, I think seven out of their eight games has been decided by one possession or less, and they have lost. You know. Five games out of those seven or eight, excuse me. Um, I can't, I can't trust the, the Vikings against the Chargers. Actually, it seems like Herbert got back on track against the Eagles. I'm picking the Chargers in this one. I would do the same thing. I, I usually don't play two cents in, but I think this is going to be the same thing. I wouldn't be surprised if the Vikings end up upsetting the Chargers. They, they have the talent to do it. They almost did it last week against the Ravens. But they mm-hmm. almost did it again plenty of other times. Um, they have the talent to do it. And it's one of those teams, like, I would, if I was betting, I would not touch this game. Not touching it. Because Vikings, like, you don't know with them. 
Um, they could win this game. They couldn't. They play the game so close, but I'm picking the Chargers. Eagles at Broncos. It's an interesting game. Um, Jalen Hurts and this Eagles offense, they're starting to get the ball, get back on track when it comes to running the ball. They ran it very well against the Chargers, but the Chargers are one of the worst run defense. The week before that, the Eagles also ran well as well. Um, the Broncos defense, though, is very stout. Um, it's Ron against the pass, just a very good uh, defense in general. They are without Pat Sertan. Um, my ankle sprain, that's a, a hit. So maybe they pass the ball a little bit more um, than we've seen. But they're getting fit back this week. You know? Oh, the Broncos are? Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go upset in this one. I'm picking the Eagles against the Broncos. Is that an upset? I thought that was the favorite. Is that no, the Broncos upset? are the favorite, I think. Oh. I was going to say the same thing. I was going to say Eagles, too. Um, Rams 49ers. Last game on a slate, Rams 49ers. 49ers have been looking bad. It's been bad. Um, it's been weird, too, because they were supposed to get all their players back, and we're like, oh, the 49ers are back at full strength. They're going to be back um, to how they were you know, a couple years ago in the Super Bowl. Um, but that has not been the case. And Kyle Shanahan, I'm starting to question a little bit. Um, so if they lose this game, they lose their next couple of games after this as well. I think you start have to consider Trey Lance and Trey Lance and um, see just to see what the kids got. But um, as far as the game goes, um, on my birthday actually, um, I'm hey, picking. Bro. No, thank you, thank you. Um, picking Rams in this one by two possessions. That's a fair. That's a fair one. All right, week nine's in the books. Week nine, the craziest week I've ever seen in football is in the books. Uh, week ten is in up. the books, Chris. It's it's an exciting exciting week coming up too. We got some good games on here. I see that Chiefs Raiders uh, Browns Patriots games. Well, it's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see where OBJ goes in the next couple of days. We'll see what happens with the Patriots' future. We'll, we'll see what happens with the Titans. We'll see if they're you know if they're pretty good. It'll be interesting. Week 10 is going to be good. Speaking about OBJ, last thing before we go, um, I saw a tweet from Ian Rappaport saying that expect a decision in the coming days if not OBJ. Not tomorrow? Yes. So right. Stiff is uh, in motion, but don't shoot the messenger. Hey, we'll That's see. Good. Yeah. We'll see. We'll definitely talk about it. Where he goes, we'll definitely talk about if he can make an impact on the, whatever team he decides to go to. He's a free agent, so he can go wherever he wants to. All right. Well, this has been the Penalty for Podcast. Thanks for listening so much. I am Chris Ash, along with my amazing co-host. Tony Smith. I didn't know you were announcing my name. I was like, I was giving you the handset. It's you. Yeah, I didn't want to say um, your name because sometimes people get upset if people, other people say their names. But yeah. Oh, yeah. But I'm your co-host, and t- uh, Chris's co-host. Smith. It's been a pleasure. Make sure you subscribe to the Penalty Flag Podcast on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at the Penalty Flag Podcast. It's been a pleasure, folks. We'll see you guys next week. Let's get it.
This podcast is produced and engineered by me, Chris Ash. The Penalty Flag is co-hosted by Tony Smith and myself, Chris Ash, and our executive producer is Gavin Berger with High Tops Media. You can rate and review The Penalty Flag on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Instagram at The Penalty Flag Podcast. And see more of our content with High Tops Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at High Tops Media.